I'm Nikki de Guzman. Here are the latest COVID-19 pandemic updates making headlines in the Philippines and across the globe. President Rodrigo Duterte giving authorities until Tuesday next week to provide compensation for health workers who got sick in the line of duty while fighting COVID-19. Presidential spokesperson Harry Roque says the compensation should also cover the families who were left behind by the health workers who died. Nagbigay ang Pangulo ng deadline na hanggang Martes sa susunod na linggo para maisagawa ito. Ito ay pagkaraang makarating kay Presidente na hindi pa pala natatanggap na kahit sino sa ating mga bayaning frontliners ang binipisyong ipinagkaloob sa ilalim ng Republic Act No. 11469 o Bayanihan to Heal as One Act. The Senate on Wednesday slammed Health Secretary Francisco Duque for government's failure to compensate health workers who were infected or have died due to COVID-19. The Alliance of Health Workers says government's cash aid to families of healthcare workers who were infected or died of COVID-19 is not enough. Under the law, 1 million pesos will be given to families of health workers who died due to the disease, while 100,000 pesos will be given to those who were infected. The group LSO slammed the lack of personal protective equipment and inadequate budget in the health sector. In a letter, the group has asked Health Secretary Francisco Duque to immediately address the concerns of health workers, warning their could be resignations of disgruntled doctors and nurses. Nagpadala tayo ng demand letter sa ating Secretary of Health at uh, kasama yung ating mga panawagan din doon para idimad natin yung dapat pagbigay ng regular na PPEs, uh, ibigay yung tamang uh, ratio doon sa mga health workers, the tamang patient, nurse patient ratios. At yung iba pang mga panawagan natin na itaas din ang budget pang kalusugan. Meron tayong time na binigay kay Sekretary Doki doon sa demand letter. No? Tapos uh, part doon sa demand letter, no? kung hindi niya matutugunan yung ating demand, dapat mag-resign na talaga siya bilang uh, Secretary of Health. Kasi hindi niya natutugunan yung, yung mga uh, karaingan ng mga health workers sa kasalukuyan. Philippine government will be opening more bus routes in Metro Manila starting tomorrow, June 5. This as part of the gradual resumption of public transportation following the National Capital Region's shift to general community quarantine. Presidential spokesperson Hari Roque also says officials are now looking to provide more support for public utility jeepney drivers who are not yet allowed to operate. Ramdam din po ng presidente ang hirap ni Juan de la Cruz sa pagkakakommute matapos po maging GCQ at MGCQ ang mga lugar sa Manila. Pinag-aaralan na po na bigyan ng pangatlong buwang ayuda ang mga jeepney drivers na nawala ng hanap buhay po dahil hindi pa po pinapayagan na bumiyahe ang ating mga jeepney. Ito po'y manggagaling pa rin doon sa Bayanihan Act. Meanwhile, the Metro Manila Development Authority will begin the implementation of the modified number coding scheme on Monday, June 8. The MMDA says this will be the same as the pre-pandemic coding scheme, but just with a number of exemptions, such as private vehicles with two or more passengers, including the driver, and that of medical frontliners. A commuters group attributes the problems hounding the transport sector under the new normal to poor government service. RJ Haveliana of the United Filipino Consumers and Commuters Group points out the government did not give its 100% service to the public. That's why most workers are experiencing commuter woes. Haveliana urges government officials to invest more in public utilities to improve the country's transport sector. The government is uh, heavily uh, 
they are mostly relying to the private sector. Nakita natin kung gaano kahina yung ating uh, gobyerno kahit sa side man lang nitong transport sector. Mm-hmm. So kailangan talaga na ang transport sector natin ay mag-invest para sa public utility uh, ng public transport para maging maayos yung serbisyo ng gobyerno sa lahat. Uh, hindi kailangan ng isang COVID-19 para hintayin, maayusin ng gobyerno ito. Philippine senators cross party lines to support the Safe Pathways Act, which proposes the creation of bike lanes across the country. Senate Minority Leader Franklin Drilon calls it a timely measure, while Senator Risa Hontiveros hopes the bike lanes would be a permanent part of urban centers and cities. Authored by Senator Pia Cayetano, the Safe Pathways Act seeks to boost the bicycle industry and promote biking as an alternative means of transportation. Senator Francis Tolentino also recently filed a resolution that called on government to develop and improve bike lanes in Metro Manila during the COVID-19 crisis. Transport advocacy group Alt Mobility PH says the safety and comforts of riders should be prioritized in designing bike lanes. This government should put all stuff mm-hmm. and ensure the safety of its citizens and you know, not make their lives harder than it already is mm-hmm. uh, by pro- providing you know, a bike network. It mentioned protected bike lanes because painting over a section of the road is simply not enough. Quezon City government reveals it is secretly checking private establishments for their compliance with the new normal health standards. QC Mayor Joy Belmonte adds she also asked local companies to designate public safety officers and submit new normal plans, including their testing programs. So while the DOH does not require employees to be tested prior to going back to work, we do require our establishment to have at least a testing program in place. So in case some of their employees uh, manifest symptoms or um, are of a certain age or vulnerable, etc., they know exactly what to do. We have a group of people from our BPLD, that's our business uh, processing licensing department. They go around malls and establishments incognito just to check uh, whether all of these guidelines are being followed. And I have already told the business establishments that here in Quezon City, we will not tolerate uh, non-compliance with uh, the very minimum health guidelines. And if they, do, uh, value, uh, if they do violate these, we are prepared to close them down. Belmonte says the city is looking to open its own testing laboratory this June. This as Quezon City continues to lead in the number of COVID-19 infections in the country with over 2,200 cases. Total recoveries, meanwhile, near 1,000, with zero new deaths reported Wednesday. The Philippine government is resuming its Balik Probinsya program next week to help struggling Metro Manila residents migrate back to their home provinces for good. National Housing Authority General Manager Marcelino Escalada says about 79,000 have already enrolled in the rural resettlement program, and most are headed back to the Visayas region. Escalada adds they are in coordination with provincial governments to contain any possible COVID-19 infection. Hindi lang talaga one-sided na magpabalik tayo ng isang bus, dalawang bus, isang barko. But we can also should be able to consider the readiness ng isang LGU. Because whether we like it or not, yung tao natin, we cannot also hold them in Metro Manila. Wala silang trabaho, wala silang bahay, wala silang pagkain. There is no stable and sense of, of human dignity already in some... 
Balik Provincia paused its operations briefly after rolling out its pilot batch last May 20th, when two of the first 112 returnees tested positive for COVID-19. The next batch of returnees will be dispatched June 11th. Recruitment agencies who left over 100 job applicants at the Nino Aquino International Airport Wednesday night may be charged with human trafficking. The Philippine Overseas Workers' Welfare Administration said the recruiters are liable for letting off the individuals without assurance of flights, leaving them to camp out overnight at the Naia while waiting. The OWA says the individuals are applicants for jobs abroad who got stranded in Metro Manila due to the lockdown. Hindi po sila OFWs at na-stranded sila sa Maynila. They never left the country. So, ang uh, pwede pong isagawa dito ay ayusin yung kanilang documentation as locally stranded individuals under the IATF regulations. And then, yung uh, pag-coordinate po sa Balik Provincia program. Itong mga recruitment agency nila na binitawan sila ay pananagutin natin sa, sa Korte at sa POEA. Dahil sila ay may responsibilidad din sa kanilang mga aplikante dahil sila nagpadala nila dito, libre yung plane ticket mula Maynila until Mindanao, until Maynila, eh bakit hindi ho nila mapangatawanan yung pauwi from Manila to Mindanao? Just wait a little bit more. That's the message of National Capital Region's Tourism Department Director Woodrow Makiling to potential domestic travelers. Makiling says tourism operations are still prohibited under general community quarantine, but they are already looking at how to safely reopen some sites when lockdown measures ease. Under GCQ, since GCQ pa tayo dito sa Metro Manila, ma'am, uh, hindi pa talaga allowed yun. Uh, we, are, uh, we can't travel muna. But um, under MGCQ, I think some provinces are already under MGCQ, uh, some resorts are allowed to operate on 50% operating capacity. At depende din yun sa LGU nila kung inaalaw, um, subject to, you know, strict health protocols. Tourism, it's all about experience. And, you know, for us to be able to experience a certain product in a certain destination, we have to be there physically. And, you know, so, hintay-hintay uh, lang po. Uh, we will soon open... Uh, hopefully in NCR, uh, we are able to open our different sites. Malacanang assures the public human rights will be safeguarded with the impending passage of the Anti-Terrorist Act of 2020. Presidential spokesperson Harry Roque says the process of designating groups or individuals as terrorists won't be an easy process. Hindi po bago itong provision ng batas. No? Meron na pong ganyang provision sa Human Security Act. Pero nakikita nyo na sa batas natin, hindi guys sa Amerika na napakadali, deklarasyon ng, ng State Department, eh dito dumadaan sa hukuman. Eh kaya nga po hanggang ngayon, di pa ata nadideklarang terrorist group nga ang CPPNPA kasi hindi alam kung saan papadalhan ng summons. No? So mas mahirap po ang proseso dito sa Pilipinas. Hindi po totoo na madali ang proseso dahil kinakailangan po dalawang sangay ng gobyerno, ang executive at ang hudikatura. Roque adds terrorism continues even after the Marawi siege ended, and that's why the government is pushing for its passage. He says more than 6,000 residents of Maguindanao were forced to flee after an attack by the Bangsamoro Islamic Freedom Fighters in the area. Roque also defended the timing of the bill after some lawmakers and the public questioned its approval during the time of a pandemic. Unang-una po, nakabinbina po sa Senado ang panukalang batas nito Enero pa noong 2018, naipasa na po nila ito um, bago pa na-certify na urgent ng presidente. At bakit ngayon po nag-certify na urgent? May 27 po, 6,000 pong kababayan natin na pilitang lumikas 
dahil sa kamay ng mga terorista. Hindi po tumitigil sa pag-atake sa sibilya ng mga terorista maski meron tayong COVID-19. On Wednesday, the House of Representatives approved on third and final reading the anti-terrorism bill, which seeks to impose penalties including life imprisonment for anyone caught participating in, conspiring with, or inciting a terrorist attack. 173 lawmakers voted in favor of the measure, while 31 were against it. Vice President Lenny Robredo slammed the proposal, while several legal experts and the Commission on Human Rights also denounced the bill. Protests also erupted in Quezon City, calling on the government to scrap the proposal. The bill now only needs the president's signature to become a law. Opposition lawmakers condemned the anti-terrorism bill. Party-list Congressman Carlos Zarate, who voted against the measure in Wednesday's session, particularly flagged Section 29, which forms an anti-terrorism council that can perform functions otherwise only reserved for courts. These include appreciating evidence and ordering warrantless arrests. But one of the sponsors of the anti-terror bill assures the public no arrests will be done without sufficient evidence. A murder case has been filed against a police officer who killed an ex-soldier at a checkpoint last April. The National Bureau of Investigation also filed perjury and planting of evidence cases against Master Sergeant Daniel Florendo Jr. and the four police trainees involved in the incident. Florendo Jr. shot Winston Ragos dead after the former soldier had an argument with police trainees. Police said a caliber 38 gun was found with Ragos, but a witness said the ex-military man, who was suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, was unarmed during the incident. And before we go, the Philippines breaches the 20,000 mark in total number of COVID-19 infections as it records 634 cases Thursday. Of this figure, 321 are late cases, while the fresh cases, or those tested in the last three days, are at 313. 95 new recoveries and 10 new deaths have also been reported. And those were the latest. I'm Nikki de Guzman. For more updates, subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter.